Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, a podcast presented by me, writer and journalist Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, fashion designer Beatrice McCabe. Oh, thanks, Rosemary. You look shocked. You look shocked by the inclusion I of our descriptions. I was panicking. I was like, descriptions. I was like I suddenly... what am I going to be called? What are, what are you going to say about me? <laughs> well, I suddenly thought that if people have never listened to our podcast before, they might just be a bit like, who are the, like, what do these two people I'd say do? I fashion designer and so. yummy mummy. <laughs> Actual bomb. You're not a yummy mummy. No. In order to be a yummy mummy, you have to have a stocky stroller, stocky. Oh, the Scandinavian brand, and you also have to have an Orla Kylie bag of some sort, and you have neither of those. Yeah, things. no, I don't. I'd say fashion designer and crappy mummy. Fashion designer and reluctant mother of yeah, four. I, well said. Somehow, I always manage to be surprised by how many children I have, and over the Christmas holidays, while I love them, <laughs> regretted having four because so many dental appointments to take them to. Oh yeah, Christmas is a weird time for dental appointments. What's that well, about? It's more like it can't go during the week because they're all at school and I'm at work. So you know, during the Christmas holidays, then is oh, where yeah, I had fair. to bring them to the doctor. I had to bring them to the dentist. I had to go to the dentist myself. I had to go to the doctor. I had to go for my ultrasound. Ended up spending most of my time, and like after the third one, I was like, oh, I still have another one with teeth. And now you have a fourth. That's one with what I'm teeth. saying. After the oh, yeah. third one, the I one still had another one. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. one. Has he? Yeah, thanks. Excellent accounting. Has he been to the dentist yet? The the two year old. He has, yeah. Oh, how did he find that? Well, I drove him there. He didn't have to find it. Google Maps. <laughs> uh, he was grand. Okay. Not an interesting story there. He was grand. Not like the four-year-old. This, what age is Bo, Bo now? Just turned seven. The seven-year-old seven. who went in for his, his I have, to my chagrin, much to my shame, has a cavity, which was being treated. And when he went in, they gave him, you know, whatever, the anesthetic. And they're like, okay, when you go home now, don't eat anything for an hour because your mouth is numb, blah, blah. So nothing. I can't eat anything. No, you can't eat anything. Can I have toast? No, no toast. Can I have a croissant? No. So he then proceeds to reach into his jacket pocket and pull out a very squash looking <laughs> croissant. He goes, you mean I can't eat this? They're like, no. Why are you carrying a croissant around in your pocket? <laughs> I'd say the inside of his pocket's filthy as well. Where no did doubt, get Rosemary. I mean- that's the least of our worries. That's building I know. That's building their immune systems. That's a myth. Is it? I don't know, actually. Probably. I don't know. Somebody, somebody can tell us. Is that a myth? <laughs> yeah. Answers <laughs> on a postcard. On the podcast today, today on the podcast, we thought we'd talk about aging because we're all getting older and my 36th birthday is coming up on the 6th of February when I will be far closer to 40 than I am to 30. Correct. Closer to 50 even than you are to 20. Hang on. I'm closer to 50 than I am to 20 already though. I know, yeah, but I'm just trying to be nice. It's not that nice, Beatrice. That didn't really sound like you being nice. You might oh. need to work on that. <laughs> when is this episode actually going to release? Pretty close to your birthday, right? Yeah. So your birthday's now in two weeks. How do you feel about being closer to 40 than any other O? Well, now that I'm engaged, I feel fine. <laughs> well said. Exactly. You know, I just watched Bridgerton and I have to tell you, I know you haven't seen it. Can't remember how many episodes were in it. 
wasn't overly impressed by it, but proceeded to struggle through all eight episodes in the course, the span of two days. So obviously didn't hate it that much. Although I was watching some of it through my fingers. I heard there's lots of riding. Graceful. Yeah. And you know, I'm quite prudish. True. Riding. Never use that word again. Thanks. Lots of riding. Just gross. Anyway, and at the end, I was like the final scene, which I shall not reveal to you for, for fear of spoiling the absolute just brilliance of it. I was like, is this, and it was, you know, supposed to be so triumphant. I was like, is this actually all a woman wants? No, I mean, not in my opinion, but like between you and the engagement and Bridgerton, like we are, we've come, we have not made any progress in the last hundred years. Disgrace. It's all about getting married, having a baby. It's all about the men, getting your man. I didn't know where you were going with that. From my engagement. Good job, Rosemary. Uh, you can Bridgerton. watch Bridgerton. You'd probably love it. You'll probably you'll be like, oh, I totally empathize with this, except my foot's broken, otherwise I'd be having all that raunchy sex. Sprained. My excuse me, you don't need your foot anyway, listen. You do for the kind of sex they're having. Jesus you definitely need an, a fully active foot. Up a ladder. Ex- you need that foot. A ladder. How would you get up? How would you get up the la- how would you get up the ladder? You need to watch it. Why were they on a ladder? Rosemary, don't ask questions. Don't ask plot. I couldn't tell you that without ruining the story for you. Like, it's really, really... Sorry. Okay. Brilliant. Zip it. Zip it about Bridgerton. Let's get back to the point. The point is, how am I feeling about turning 36? I feel like I struggled much more in my early 30s with the idea of I should be married or I should have kids or I should, you know, have more of a career track, so to speak, than I have. But I think in the last couple of years, I've kind of come to terms more. You know what I mean? I definitely found it harder turning 30 and 31 and 32, but now I'm like, oh, (laughs) I've resigned myself to the disappointment. Well, also, it's the pandemic, so it's probably going to be a bit like your engagement. You'll be like, oh, that was great. I had dinner. I blew out a candle on my cake. I couldn't really see anybody. Couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. Foot's still sore, even though I wish it was healed. Mm. And I'm 36. And you know what's even worse? Brandon came home today from, he went out, he went to the gym and then he went to pick up something from work. And I was like, for God's sake, get back here so I can start ignoring these children again. He came home, he came home and he was like, (laughs) I got this for you. This is an early birthday gift. And I think what he actually means is this is your only birthday gift. Like, a month early and it was a pair of airpods pro which i'm very happy about because i had much coveted his ones but i'm also like i'm not gonna get anything for my birthday now i told me he has to get me a card oh yes you are oh yes no no oh yes you are your birthday present is being prepared from you or from brandon somewhere in fort wayne from me oh yeah yeah but i mean from him i won't get anything at home like i'm not going to wake up now to a beautiful oh my god get over yourself how do you know how do you know i won't drop it over the day before get a grip on yourself you're 36 now you're lucky you're even getting i'm not 36 yet i'm in my 36th year and then i'll be in my 37th year you will be 36 and then mom says things like mom says things like she shouldn't even expect a present once you turn 20 how do you feel about being closer to 60 than you are to 20 (laughs) you bitch uh i i mean honestly fine until probably this year and not so happy this year do you think that's because of coronavirus or or why no 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 not really i think it's partly because i'm like i finally am feeling like i'm looking old my hair is like actually maybe turning gray i'm not sure oh my hair has been turning gray for years you need to go blonde that helps yeah but my hair never was turning gray and all of a sudden i have like actual grey at the front of my hair and I was wondering if like Jenna Lyons I should let my hair go grey but I'm like she's older than me so she didn't wait till she was she waited till she was 50 something to to go a distinguished grey and you know what I'm not going to look distinguished I'm just going to look not cool I'm just going to look frumpy which is not good I mean I think honestly you know you know what happened to me last year right all my life I mean all my life I don't even know the song 
all my life, I have been thinking, like I've always thought of myself, I've always, um, how do I, how do I say this? I've always thought of myself as myself throughout my life. Like I've never, I've thought of my child self kind of as a separate, you know, I look back and I go, oh, I was a child, right? Oh, I was a baby yeah. or oh, I, was, like, I was only eight. You don't feel different to how you felt when you were 22 kind of thing or 25, 26. Well, I've never felt, yeah. So I've always kind of thought about the me now is just me who has moved from Dallas. I moved from New York. I'm the same me I was in Milan, the same me I was in Paris, etc. Yeah. And I've always had, I did lots of stupid things between the ages of 18 and, and now. But in general, between 18 and 25, probably like embarrassing things, you know, like things that I look back and I go, oh, why was I such a walkover with that guy? Oh, why did I stand in the street and cry, scream in Italian for that guy to come back to me? You know, why did I do whatever, you know, or why did I accept being cheated on? Like all these things, you know, and I've always thought, like, why did I? And a while ago, I was just I was sitting like it was just a random it wasn't even a conscious thought. I was I was just sitting in my house thinking about some of these things, wondering also and the other thing that I often wonder about is, do I think too much about these things? Do I think too frequently about my past? Does anybody else spend this amount of time like reflecting on the past? Anyway, that's not the point. And and I was thinking about it and I was thinking about myself and something I had done. And just like my brain, a part of my brain just thought Oh, that poor girl. She was very young. And I thought of myself like in the third person, mm. you know, which was not a conscious, deliberate, you know, thing for me to do. But I, th and I, and I realized that I was thinking of myself because I don't relate to that young, super young person the way Anymore. I always have, you know, all of a sudden. But I mean, I don't know that I don't relate yeah, to her. Yeah. You know, it was more my, it was more, I just had a different lens when I looked back. Whereas previously I've always just been like me in my mind. It's always been me. And I still feel the same emotions just as freshly as if it happened yesterday. You know, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like you or, the, or embarrassed about something. I still feel that flush of embarrassment. I mean, maybe not with the same intensity as when it happened, but I still go, oh, cringe. That was mortifying. Whereas I just didn't think that it was truly like reading a book or thinking about somebody that I was witnessing and going, oh, you bless them. Felt like removed, how embarrassing yeah. for them. Yeah. And that was when I went, I remember I called you up in a freak. I was like, I'm getting old. <laughs> like that was a really weird moment I think though where like my mindset shifted from I'm not that person anymore yeah and that was really weird to me now that could also just have been a random afternoon where I was sitting at home and had a thought that maybe is not as meaningful as I am ascribing meaning to it I mean but it did seem profound to me your thoughts are as meaningful as you think they are or as you I make guess. them out to be yeah and how do you feel about physically aging I mean I, I probably look the same as when I was 19 so it's not really a big deal to me not delighted, right? <laughs> Not delighted. Today I was getting petrol. I was putting petrol in the car. I was just looking, you know, looking around me caught a glimpse of myself in the window. Now, not the best. It's freezing cold. I have no makeup on. And I was like, what are these lines at the side of my eye? I'm like, I'm not okay with this. This idea of like your story is on your face and everything's fine. I'm not okay with it. How do I get okay with this? So quite aside from the moment where you notice yourself being wrinkly, because I've definitely had a few of those. And you know what I like as well? I do think it's the pandemic. I think we're all wrecked and we're stressed. And like I, I took a photo, I took a selfie. You'll be surprised to know yesterday. I never did. It's so rare. And afterwards I looked and I was like, oh my God, I look, I've all these wrinkles around my eyes that I never had before. But I was going to say, <laughs> there's nothing more frightening than catching a glimpse of yourself in a mirror you didn't know was there. Oh, I agree. But you know what? You're right about the pandemic. Because like, I'm like... 
I, nobody should have to stare at themselves at their own face I know. Listen, for eight hours this, to 10 hours a day. Sorry, this little Zoom window here, I literally was just, as you were out of the room, I was like, what angle would I have to have this phone out to look better? And I think I'd actually have to have it dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> so it was just well, I did buy one of those. What's the thing I bought that ring light thing? What's it called? A light ring? Yeah, What's it called? yeah. Uh, ring light. Yeah, and it's excellent, except when I wear my screen glasses, then obviously it reflects in it and I look like an alien and it gives away that I don't naturally look like this. And the kids love to knock it over. It's not got great balance. So it, there's this big clatter the whole time and I, my face goes into like recedes into darkness and it's obviously a dead giveaway that I've been sitting here trying to look natural bays, with bays every in the light device. Of the suns. Exactly. But... No, more seriously, though, to go back to your to the original question, how am I feeling about it? I think this year has been, to your point, stressful for lots of reasons and for lots of people, much more so than even you and I have had to deal with at all. Right. Mm -hmm. But I did start I did start having some breast pains, as we discussed in one of our other podcasts, because we got lots of great recommendations about bras. And I actually decided this is going to be the year where I try out all the sports bras and on October 13th, National Bra Day, I shall come back with a full episode and we shall give you all of our thoughts on on non-underwired bras. Hang on. Are you going to try right? all these sports bras actually doing sports or is this just for comfort? Sorry, not sports bras. I meant, no, oh, meant non-underwired bras. bras. The okay, ones we okay. talked about. Yeah, yeah, yes. Wire-free. Okay. Thank you. So anyway, then I had to go and I had to go to the doctor and I had to go and get a mammogram and an ultrasound and all the various things. And multiple people, including my most beloved and extremely tactful husband, said things like, maybe it's the menopause. Maybe you're going through, maybe this is pre-menopause. I just like to right? point out, I did not suggest said. that once. You didn't. And I appreciate how shocked you just looked there. Because when I said, I've got these terrible pains and really just what I wanted was a bit of sympathy and a cup of tea without the tea bag in it. What did I get? <laughs> it's probably the menopause. I was like, oh, great. Thanks for that. Right. And then, of course, the story about his old grandmother who went through the menopause at 30, which I mean, would be terrible. Right. Depending on what your life plans are. Anyway. Luckily, it was back in the day. She already had two kids. Anyway, I mean, it will be terrible. Like, so it then I go like a terrible ordeal. Anyway, like no matter what age right, you go well, through that. Well, oh, is it? Do you think it is? Well, so let me tell you. So then I call mom and oh, I go, "Here we go, mom." You know, it's probably not the time right now because you know, just I'm on my way back from the hospital and I'm feeling a little bit emotional, etc. And I'm worried about never call you know, mom what when the you're feeling emotional. Honestly, is. oh. Well, I go, maybe, you know, we could set some time and we could talk about the menopause because we never talked about having kids. Obviously, I assumed, and you know what they say about assuming, I assumed that since I was pregnant and it was visible and my mother was probably sitting on the couch beside me with her hand on my stomach, she would tell me, she would impart to Anything me you needed any to know. required wisdom. No. Yes. No. Uh-uh-uh. She did not. So when I had the baby, and neither did my doctor, which I'm actually like, maybe I should be more annoyed with him. But after I had this first baby and bled profusely for six to th six weeks to six to ten weeks, whatever, I was shocked. Now, also, I'm like, I had a ton of books. So how come none of them mentioned this? Maybe they did and I just didn't notice it. Anyway, mm. don't know. Anyway, so I call mom up and I go, you know, maybe you could tell me about the menopause. Because I distinctly remember... When she went through the menopause, she had hot flashes. Uh -huh. She was, Sweats. she had headaches. She was like a demon on occasion. Do you remember that? Like, yes. a she oh, was yes. emotional. She was like, so I call her anyway, mom, can you tell me, well, what's there to tell? I go, what do you mean, what's there to tell? Like, you could tell me what it was like for you because apparently, you know, it can be quite similar from mm -hmm. for, generation you know, to generation. Like genetically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whatever, however it was for you, it might be like that for me. Sure, I don't even remember. It was nothing. It was nothing. No big deal. Grand. Yeah, no grand. big deal. Yeah. She goes, I don't even remember. I don't think I had any, nothing changed for me. Helpful. 
helpful. <laughs> so if anybody has any great thoughts on like, because anyway, my, so my mammogram came back fine. The ultrasound was fine. They're like, well, it could just be hormonal. It could just be whatever. It's still there. Like it's, still, I mean, actually I was like, maybe it's, and this is the shameful part. This is, this is the crappy mummy. Maybe it's the two and a half year old sleeping in the bed with me rotating like clocks hands and kicking me and in the armpit all night long. Well, he slapped me in the face in his sleep the other night. Woke that's that's horrible. Horrible if, if ever you, you've been woken up from your sleep with a slap face. Thank God. He also kicked me in the throat like um, Arnie Ooh, last night. Like so I woke fighter. up like choking. Yeah, I woke up choking in my own spittle. That was great. I know, I need to get him in his own bed, but you know what, I'm too tired, it's a pandemic. <laughs> I you were going to say, I need to get him on his own <laughs> so I can slap him back, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a dote, he is a dote. Oh my God, he is a dote, but like, ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's like. a dote. I'm going to have to get the dog out of the bed too, I can't, I can't anyway. You know anyway. what though, um, I, I kind of particularly wanted to talk about ageing because, so I've been following Emma Caulfield, who played Anya on Buffy, a, a show that I never mention. But, but that I do like. And she recently had some weird, one of these quote unquote non-invasive therapies that seems to be incredibly invasive. And her face was in this sling for about a week and she was incredibly swollen, looked like agonio. And she basically has been talking about, she also had that surgery. I think the, I think she had her under eye bags filled, but she's been talking a lot about, because she's an actor, she's been talking a lot about how these are the things that people get done and they don't talk about kind of thing. So she's kind of trying to be very transparent and go, this is the cost of like looking quote unquote good in Hollywood. But I just was watching her like her like alleged recovery from this. It was just lasers. I mean, just lasers. It was just lasers. And it looked like her whole face was swollen. It looked like agony. And I was just thinking about like the things that I suppose women go through or like like the pressure that women are under to stay looking young or to stay looking useful beyond any kind of reasonable. And then I was thinking about like, what would I have done? Because I often think if I had the money, I'd have everything done. Although I do hate would pain. You? I'm like, I'm very afraid of pain. I'm very afraid yeah, of pain. pain. And anesthetic just wears off me in about 20 minutes. So that was that's a nightmare too, That's right? true. And I actually watched somebody on Instagram yesterday. There's a skin clinic in Fort Wayne that I follow. And there was they had a girl in who was having her... She basically has like a, a line on her chin. You know what I mean? From like... Just like a, like a line straight across from the shape of her face. And she was having that filled. Oh. And it looked like they were showing them doing it. It just looked really violent. You Like, you know when someone... When they put the needle in, they wiggle it around. Like almost like lipo. It always just looks so awful well whatever that thing that Eva Mendez was having done with all the needles up through her neck remember I sent you that picture I'll find it somewhere I was contemplating having that I don't know what it was but I'm like I need to get something done to my neck right so I definitely would consider that obviously I've had Botox I had it last year once and then I never went back again because of COVID, COVID yeah and that was but that was great because that actually relieved every headache and all my oh, teeth I grinding saying that yeah because that's actually why I went to get it. Well, first of all, I was thinking of getting it, of course, to be honest, right? I was thinking of getting Botox. But then when I went and I had physical therapy on my neck and then I went to the dentist about to get a, bra- a brace for my, like, like a, a night, night guard, guard for yeah. my teeth. Because I had all this tension in my head, like really bad pain, shooting pain. And again, the doctor's like, well, you might just have to live with Could it. We don't menopause. know what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had, had physical therapy. And then when I went to the dentist, the dentist said, we do like we do Botox here. Maybe you should get Botox. And they do it on the side of the jaw and like under around the back of the neck. And I was like, 
brilliant. But did I get it done the dentist? No. I was like, well, I'll try it on my forehead and see if that works. And I did. <laughs> so I have to go back because now I'm getting the headaches back again because I haven't had the Botox. And, and that was brilliant. Did you feel But like... let me tell you, even that was way more painful than I was expecting. I oh, thought Botox yeah. was going to be two needles in my forehead. Instead, it was about 100 needles. I just wasn't expecting it. Again, the violence, like you say, I thought it was going to be, you know, like, here you go. Like two acupuncture, tiny basically. Little... Yes. Yeah, it was not. And d- like, did you think you looked younger when you had the Botox or did you just look less wrinkly? Like if, if there's know, a difference, you tell me. if you know what I mean. You tell me. Well, see, I don't think you look old. And I also, like your forehead wasn't wrinkled, but... Oh, it's really it hard is wrinkled well. and it has a sideways wrinkle like dad's. I blame dad. I'll tell you what I did think. I did think that it was fantastic because I have been told on occasion by my manager that I'm overly emotional, right? And that it is clear to read from my face when I'm getting pissed off, basically. So this was amazing. It removed all of that. I could be entirely enraged and nobody could tell. I, I was sitting there like hating on people and nobody knew. Equally now, I was delighted nobody knew. And then I thought the problem is kind of with the mask. I also wonder if that's weird because like behind a mask, it's already hard enough to tell. Is that person oh, smiling? I, yeah, I was like, I maybe that's mean. fine. Maybe impassivity is power. You'll only have an inch she of space happy? with which to emote between yeah. your forehead yeah. and your mask, yeah. basically. But maybe that's fine. Maybe I just have to say things like, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding you very amusing. I don't, think that, I don't think it would work like that for me because I think I emote entirely with my jowls. So like if I'm pissed off, I'm like my gels just go down further. Like I'm just like, <laughs> no, it's just so my mouth. Like, which is actually why I Your like eyebrow. wearing masks so much because I'm like nobody can see my pissed off face. Your eyebrows do plenty of emoting. Do they? I think, and I think eyes, a lot of it's my mouth. Const- no, I think it's you have at least 97 specific eye rolls. <laughs> Each one unique to a different emotion. Oh my God, I saw an amazing TikTok today of somebody doing mouth acting where they were basically acting like Kira Knightley and then Drew Barrymore and then like different actors who have very specific mouth things and it was actually very amusing. I'll send it to you. It was good. Oh, great, I don't Thanks. think I could do that. So I also, well, okay, so back to you. So what? how do you feel about aging? Like, how do you feel about getting older and dying? <laughs> I mean... I don't want to die tomorrow. I feel, I mean, I feel fine about getting older and dying. I like, as, as I've got deeper into my thirties, I've started feeling more like, oh, it's too late to get the beach bot of my dreams. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm too old now. <laughs> like, I'd You're want... You're having a laugh. I've been watching SWAT. Shamar Moore, I think he's 58. Looks great. Yeah, but he's probably had that since he was 20. I feel like, like, if you're going to get ripped, you have to do it in your twenties. So I kind of, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of comforting myself with this. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, it's grand. Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't think that's a fact. Let's ask. No, it's totally not a fact. What does everybody think? That's just Can in my Rosemary head. Can Rosemary still get ripped? Excuse me. I'm just telling you about my feelings. I'm feeling my feelings. <laughs> this is my truth. My feelings are that I do sometimes feel kind of fatalistic about try, about any kind of self-improvement, basically. I feel really lazy that I'm like, I'm too old now. Can't teach an old, old dog new tricks and I can't be expected to like... I don't know, lose weight or take up running or learn a new skill or, you know what I mean? Loads of these things I like let myself off the hook with. But you seem to be equating a lot of aging with looks. I'm saying, how do you actually feel about aging, oh. about actually growing older, oh, about well, I suppose dying? I, I suppose I was thinking about physically aging more yeah, than... Yeah, and I'm just talking about yeah. aging. But I mean, it, there is a physical aspect to it, obviously, because you are getting older. But like, I'll, listen, I'll answer the question. Okay? Please do. I'll tell you that 
as I was watching SWAT, recently I've been having some SWAT dreams where I am in SWAT, which is hilarious. Oh God, and then at one this. point in my SWAT costume, I then burst into a rendition of Linda Ronstad. So it wasn't a real SWAT. Like this wouldn't happen in SWAT. Just L- here, just Linda Ronstad. Linda Ronstad. But in my in my dream, I also died. Right? No, I was told I was about to die. Okay. And right. I woke up crying, like crying. Oh. So you hate to die. I'm not ready. I'd hate to die. And it reminded me, flashback to being in primary school, age nine or ten. Do you remember those billboards where you were probably a baby? There were these billboards up all around Ireland saying, on New Year, on like the December 31st of whatever year it was, the world will end. The world will grind to a halt. Are you ready to die? Blah, blah, blah. I was terrified and I remember being in the back of the car with mom and dad driving saying nothing just sobbing I think, just I think weeping and of course on the podcast before actually no I did but it was the one that was the episode the episode that went kaput oh was it it was the episode oh. we couldn't yeah we couldn't release oh. so we're good and I told and I cried in my pillow for weeks and then finally we were told it was a marketing campaign of course all the adults hadn't been concerned that's why they hadn't even thought to look into the back of the car who's this one like, sobbing worry uncontrollably about it was me they were probably just like Beatrice yeah, reading so Jane realized... Eyre again <laughs> but I'll tell you as well like it's not helped by living with Don who every year gets into a rage near his birthday oh. talks ad nauseum throughout the entire year about how I'm a year older than him until whenever in July his birthday is and then there's no talk of age until November again until I'm a year older than him again again. (laughs) right yes has investigated cryogenic you know freezing etc would fully have his head frozen he told me the other day would do whatever it would take to come back and not die I'm like you're not I mean I don't even know what his like and I asked him what do you want to live forever for no answer although I do remember reading interview with a vampire and thinking I would love to be a vampire because I would love to live forever. Oh, I'd love to be a vampire. I think I'd love to live forever only... So, like, on the one hand, I think I'd get exhausted. And, like, this year has been so exhausting. And then the news out of, like, Washington, I'm like, I just... Sometimes you get so tired, you're like, I just can't wait to die and just not worry about this. But then I just... I'm really... I really hate the idea that I'd miss something deadly. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would die and then the very next day somebody would invent something cool or... You know what I mean? Like, like this is kind of ridiculous, you but I just absolute sap. I know. I have. I have. Like, FOMO. what is your idea of cool? I You're have probably like. FOMO. I know you really do. You're I'm probably basically like, like. And then the next I'm day, there'll like, be some. They're, they're gonna I'm going to miss some ad on Instagram, and I'll be dead. Uh, yeah, you'll probably be like, I could miss some ad on Instagram of something I'd like to buy. Oh my god! <laughs> what did I nearly buy today? A mat for your kitchen that looks like a rug and that feels like gummy bears under your feet. Why would I want to be standing on gummy bears? That sounds oh. weird. Good point. Well, I'll tell you, I was thinking about aging recently and about dying. And I was thinking it makes me very, very sad to think that beyond a certain point of my children's lives, I won't know what they do. I won't know what happens to them. I won't know if they're safe. I won't know if they die. That all makes me very sad. That's what I was thinking as I lay in the ultrasound chamber, blinking tears away as I stared at the ceiling tiles thinking, why the fuck are you thinking these super depressing things? Right after you text me and said, if this is cancer, will you move back in? You're looking for any excuse for me to move back in yes. and look after your kids. Yes. If this is cancer, will you move back in? Because I'm like, I will not be able... Like, I read an article the other day about a woman who had cancer and she was like, in the whole time that I had cancer, I never cried in front of my kids. That's one thing I'm really proud of. And I'm like, okay, I actually think that's great because my kids don't need to see how terrified I am, right? But like... 
reading the article, I was in floods of tears You'd in front of my kids. You'd have to spend your entire so time like, in your room. You'd be like, the whole time I had cancer, I didn't see my kids. <laughs> they didn't see my face once for four years while I was having, was having treatment. I mean, 100%. It's 100% true. There is no way. Because remember, oh, last time mom and dad were here, we were in the supermarket. And I turned around to dad. You were with us. Remember last Christmas? And I turned around to dad and I said, dad, I feel like I have a lump in my neck. And he turned, I mean, again, extreme reassuring. He turns around and he goes, Jesus Christ, that thing's massive. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you remember? No, I had like I a golf ball sized lump in my neck. Do you not remember this massive lump I had here? And it was a cyst. It turned out to be oh. just a liquid filled oh. cyst. I can't even remember. But of course, like you have to wait two weeks to get your appointment for them to ultrasound it. And then they drained it and all that kind of stuff. But like in the two weeks, you're waiting to know. And every time I thought about my kids, I actually think that's it. Maybe I'd be fine if I didn't have kids. Every time I thought about my kids, not even Don, like, I mean, I was like, Don, I'll be grand, you know, Don, Don would actually be grand. <laughs> I'm like, it's the kids. I would just feel every time I thought about Chansey or Foxy or anybody, and they all immediately had E's on the end of their names, Y's on the end of their name with an E sound because it was cuter <laughs> as I was feeling entirely Nashy, just, Bobby. yeah, yeah, all of them. Yeah, that's that's the that's the concern. Maybe I'm not that crap of a mom. Oh, nobody except you ever said you were a crap mom. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, please. I'm not one of these Instagram like literally these other people who are doing amazing Instagram arts and crafts and I'm like literally today, do you know what I did? I got a wine delivery. I took the cardboard inserts out and I was like, "Oh great, they could make them into castles." <laughs> All they'll need is paint and a paintbrush and I won't have to do anything. Well, Because well, every craft, every art is just so much it's effort. It's so impossible. Yesterday, the, so yesterday, Finn and William were drawing and they're obsessed with Among Us, right? Like literally everything. If they're not drawing Among Us, they're making Clay Among Us characters. If they're not making Clay Among Us characters, they're making Lego Among Us characters. If they're not doing that, they're playing Among Us. And then we spend the whole time going, don't chat to anyone on Among Us. And it's exhausting. Anyway, so they were drawing Among Us characters and in in Among Us, the whole thing is it sounds a bit like Cluedo, except one of the people is one of the people is the imposter and gets to go around murdering people, and the other people are regular people. So anyway, at some stage there's a dead body, and Finn decided he was drawing the dead body, and then William starts going, "That doesn't look like a proper dead body." And then we had this ridiculous conversation where I was like, "His version of a dead body is fine. That's called interpretation." Let's look at, and I showed them Picasso and they had this whole chat about like, if Finn wants to draw a dead body, like, and I was like, what am I saying? I was like, this is terrible parenting. I think that actually sounds like very good parenting. I have a really good book about like how to explain art to kids or how to explore and share art with kids. I think mom gave it to me. I'll, I'll put in the show notes. Really good. Like it's, it's really oh, yeah, I do. I'd actually interesting because like well. to your point, it... Yeah, because to your point, like, I think a lot of what, you know, what kids do at school or certainly what my kids do at school is colouring. You know, it's less expressive drawing. They draw something on the board and they go copy that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or their arts and crafts are like, do it exactly like mine Mm -hmm. and then it's good. Mm -hmm. Although although they did do really nice ceramics last year, which I thought they did clay things. And that was all really good. That was really nice. The main worrying thing for me about ageing is that, like, to your point at the very beginning, I don't feel any older. So I frequently see like 20 somethings in Starbucks and I go oh, I wish I could be in their gang, but they look too cool for me. And then I'm like, it's not that they're too cool. It's that you're literally old enough to be their mother. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I see teenagers and 20-somethings are like on TV when I'm watching Riverdale. 
I'm like, I wonder if I'd be more friends with Becky or Veronica. I'm like, you wouldn't be friends with either of them. They're fucking 17. Like, yeah, can you imagine? Can you? That actually would be an amazing TV show. Rosemary joins the cast and tries to befriend Becky or Veronica. Be like, who is this absolute weirdo limping along behind us? It'd be just like um, Never Been Kissed with, with Drew Barrymore, except it would be called Never Going to Be Kissed. Uh, no, Rosemary. It would be more like Home Alone 2 with Brenda Fricker in the park with the pigeons. <laughs> That's what it would be more You're like. Actually, not wrong. You know what? I, I actually couldn't get over the other day when you were like your hair. Like we were on Facetime, and you were like your hair is so greasy, and you took like three terrible screenshots and sent them to me, going, "Look how terrible you look." That was the same day Brandon proposed to me. Came home that night, and I got down on one knee, and I immediately had to go and have a shower. I was so horrified. Well, my new obsession, Maeve Madden who's Queenstone quit. I am definitely starting tomorrow because I bought my leg weights today. Have you paid for the Queenstone? Um, have, you, have you joined up? Like, I am doing that today. Okay. I am doing that today. I believe the last day is tomorrow, unless it was yesterday, and then I won't be signing up, obviously. Okay. She posted today about getting all dolled up for her own sitting room and how it makes her feel great. And I was like, I need to be doing that because after I called your hair greasy, I then took a hard look at myself and realized that I was probably greasier, except I was sitting in the dark. But, you know, going back to your comment about Betty and Veronica, I think that's actually that was something I was going to say to you. I found in the last maybe two years, and this is all going to sound obnoxious and I hope it doesn't. Right. But I found at work, like I find I I feel it more at work, you know, because like outside of work is probably the place where I mingle the most or mix the most with people of all of ages, ages right yeah. outside of that yeah. I have my friend circle or my kids or my family and like you know you know what box yeah. they all fit into right your friends and also you know moving around like starting obviously it's a pandemic as we've said multiple times and everyone's like we know but for you moving to America it's been harder you know even to meet people and make friends but under normal circumstances at these ages once you're not in your 20s once you have kids once people are more settled and have families it's harder to make new friends, mm-hmm. right? Than when you, like are in my 20s, working in Milan, working in Paris, like everybody was at the same stage in their yeah. life. Everybody was in their first or second job. Everybody went out every night. Oh, New York as well. Like we went out every night. You know, it was so easy to meet people. And then you move. I think it's also partly maybe moving away from those big cities. You move to somewhere like Dallas. It's more suburban. People have grown up there. They have their mm-hmm. families and their lives. And you might be new, but... That that's not of interest to them like they, they see it work and they but I don't think it even occurs to them to include you in their social yeah. circle because it's like you know it's like the foreigner that you would meet in the office in Ireland you'd be like mm-hmm. oh great thanks nice to meet you and then you go home back to your life that yeah, has yeah. been that's very well established you know so I think I'm 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 more when I moved here the whole point being that I would more have you know you know you meet people and you're considering will they be my friend will I end up hanging out with them will they ever ask me to hang out with them and it's different as well because as well for me being um, managing a team, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of trying to balance that. Like, how do I be friends with this person who's on my team and reports to me? Yeah. And without... like, probably it would never occur to them like, oh, she'll be our friend because they're like, she's our boss. Like, you know what I mean? We have a new well, manager. Well, exactly. Not... Yeah. Or they think or like and you also think, are they like, do they feel am I making them feel uncomfortable? Like, mm-hmm. am I making them feel like they need to be my friend if I invite them for a drink? <laughs> are they thinking I'll be retaliated against <laughs> if I don't go for this drink? But all that to say that like there are a lot of. 22, three, four, and five-year-old designers on the team who I'd be like sitting down chatting with, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, have you heard this music? And afterwards, <laughs> recently, I went back to my office and I was like, I need to get a grip. I'm there chatting to them thinking like we are all peers, yeah, yeah. you know, from 20 to 40, we are all peers. They're probably like, 
Would Granny get off the seat and go back to her office and stop mortifying us with her pop chart chat? I'm actually chat? imagining you sitting down and being like, have you heard of this one they call Beyonce? Well... Well, no, I'm telling you, one of the girls in the office who shall remain unnamed, but she knows who she is if she's listening, goes... Uh, she sent me a picture of herself and I said, oh, you look like, I can't remember what I said. I said, you look great in that outfit. She goes, I'm like a rapper. She goes, Snoop Dogg, he's a rapper. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thanks for that, right? Like, I mean, literally, thanks a lot for that. I can't. You know, you know, I went to a Snoop Dogg but, concert once. Go on. I didn't. You should go and hang out with her and be her friend. You're actually closer in age. She's 31, I think. 30, 31. But all of this to say that all my life, and I think like, I mean, it's probably most people say this, you know, I was the youngest or you're the, you're the youngest. Well, I, I mean, I was the youngest, you know, person to, to be a senior team lead in X job. You know, then uh-huh. I was the youngest person in this job. And this is probably the first job where I'm not the youngest person. I remember we had a team meeting a while ago of like me and my peers and somebody said something about millennials, you know, and everybody laughed, right? And I was like thinking, well, I'm nearly a millennial. I'm a zenial. I'm just on the cusp, right? Because I don't like Ethan Hawke. I've never had a crush on him. I'm too young. <laughs> and somebody else goes, I am a millennial. And I remember, I, I remember like totally involuntarily, my head shot around, like the head nearly spun off me, you know? And I was like, I'm not the youngest person in the room anymore. That was like a definite weird moment. But I also feel like I am probably the youngest person on other teams and I still feel it like I still feel it as a disadvantage and I wonder I keep having to remind myself as Don has no problem reminding me get over yourself you're 42 you're not that young thanks a lot right but how do you mentally get over that like I think I'll be 50 and I'll still be like is anybody taking me seriously yeah I don't know do you know what I mean I mean how do you do that is that imposter syndrome or is that like age imposter syndrome is there a difference yeah, I don't know. And I also don't know, is it different? Because it, it feels kind of like, because imposter syndrome, I mean, is more suffered by women. You know what I mean? That like, but I wonder if the age thing, because I remember dad saying to me at one point, which was also creepy, but saying to me that he still feels like he's 18. You know, that he was like, he says, he's, never... he, says he, he says he feels like he's 32. So why, oh, why good, is okay. that creepy? That's better. I don't know. Well, the idea of dad thinking he was 18 was creepy to me. Because I was like, you're my dad. I mean, does dad does dad think that 32-year-olds are as grumpy as he is on occasion? He's very grumpy and not very patient with kids. Some 32-year-olds are very grumpy and not very patient with kids. I mean, I actually don't think he was that patient with us growing up. So maybe he was exactly the same at 32. He never had to. He was at work or else he was in the workshop. He didn't have to exercise well, When he was patience. around, he was a bit cross. When he was around, he was especially when cross. When he was around, he was, he was very, very was around. I was his, <laughs> I was his fave. I like to say, even though he says that's not true. You were, you were, and I think you still are. He says I wasn't. Anyway, we would love to know people's views on aging. Are you pro botox? Are you maybe pro-tox? it's reassuring. Are you anti-tox? Oh, maybe it's reassuring to know that I'm, oh, despite being forty-two and worrying about dying, I'm still incredibly immature because I just got entirely sidetracked there, worrying about not being dad's favorite. So maybe you're right. Maybe we're all. Maybe it's all about just keep that immaturity. Like how mature is too mature? There's a question. There is a question and a half. We would love to know your thoughts about aging, about Botox, about what I would like to know. What's the most like violent thing that you've had done in terms of like cosmetic procedures? I would like people to tell us about have they had that threading thing done? I'd like to know all about it. You know, we have the thread put like, in your this face. Is a sep- Rosemary. This is a different episode. Yeah, this is called cosmetic surgery episode. I thought that's what this episode this is, is not about. What we're, this episode is about, I'd like to know how people feel on an emotional level. 
Do you feel like you are the age you are? Do you feel like you stopped? Like mentally, do you relate more to one age than another? What about you, Rosemary? Do you feel like you're 36 or do you still feel like, I mean, because you're pretty immature. Do you feel like you're more in your 20s? No, I feel like I'm 30 now. I feel like I'm mature-ish, but I'm not as old as you. Okay. On that no, you're pretty immature and you're also you're also like well, maybe it's because you lived by yourself though you only had to ever had to worry about yourself so you're pretty bad like because you're always scoffing the ice cream without ever making reference to anybody else in the house thank you so much for listening to not without my sister you can get in touch with us by email not without my sister gmail.com our website's not without my sister and we're on instagram at not without my sister i'm on instagram at rosemary mccabe with an a on my mac and beers on instagram at beers mccabe with an a on her mac but she never posts so don't bother following her and she's a bitch. <laughs> I was just about to say, I haven't posted anything interesting for a while. I was wondering to say what would be interesting. Yeah, so, I don't know that I really take the hang of this. Yeah. Mm. You'll get us every Friday with a mini-sode and every Tuesday with a full episode wherever you get podcasts. Please, if you have a second, give us a review wherever you're listening to this. Five stars would be great. Four stars is, I suppose, a close runner-up. Recommend us to your friends. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a proud member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, the Dublin Story Slam podcast. You can find them all over at thewarren.ie.